This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to another episode of the W12 podcast. Um, I'm Ben Platt. We are on episode 14 of the season. Um, thanks for listening. Um, keep your comments coming in and all that. We'd read them all. Uh, we've had some really good comments over the last few weeks. So just keep them coming and we'll keep listening. And if, if, if anyone out there um, is listening and fancies jumping on the pod, please drop us a, a message and said we're welcome for all fans to come on and give their view. And this week we've got a debutant on. Matt Druitt, how are you, mate? I'm doing good, thank you. Thank you for having me. No worries. Welcome, welcome. Um, we've also got Harry Edwards, our insights, the man behind it. Yeah, cheers, Ben, for having me back again. <laughs> no worries, mate. How you doing? Yes, all good, thank you. All good. Good, good. And we've, like we always say, the Johan Barbe, we've got Duncan. <laughs> how you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. A bit better than last week, but still not completely happy with QPR at the minute. But we'll get into that. <laughs> how's the how's the, oh, mate? The weather being a postman, mate, must be a nightmare. Ah, there's nothing wrong with it, mate. Still got my shorts on. Have you? Yeah. Oh god, it's too cold for that sort of stuff. Right then, <laughs> where are we going to start? Reading. Um, game of two halves. Actually, I don't know if it was a game of two halves. I thought we played quite well. Actually, overall, obviously, we didn't. We we we. Didn't get the goals probably in the fa- well, we didn't create it probably enough, but I actually thought we controlled the game quite well over the over the course of the game. Um, obviously Jamal Lowe coming on, changing the game. Um, I think he's going to be massive for us. I really do. And we'll chat about him in a bit, a bit later. But um, but he made a massive influence, and obviously it was good for Tyler Roberts to get a couple of goals. His confidence, I think, he was dying for it. There's a couple of players in that squad that are dying for a couple of goals, and he's certainly one of them. So um, to see him grab it, and the first one was excellent as well. I'm sure we'll talk about. Um, but Matt, you were there. Um, do you want to kick off? What was what was your take on the, on the game? Yeah, like you said, we had the majority of possession. We were controlling the play. Um, Reading's idea really was to get set pieces, launch up to Andy Carroll. He'll latch it onto anyone that's nearest, and then they'll try and score. That's simple as that. We we were the ball playing team. We were trying to create chances. Um, I thought we looked bright in the first fifteen minutes. 
Um, and their two goals came out of nowhere in the first half. And it had to be Jeff Hendrick of all people. Um, you know, the first one just came out of nowhere, 30 yards out. Um, and the second one, I thought he was offside initially. But um, but then again, him scoring two goals wasn't ideal. But when it was 2-0 two, two down at half-time, I'm thinking, here we go again. And I worry about this team when we can see the first goal. We tend to, you know, our heads tend to drop. But to be fair to him, in the second half, we came out a different side. We were more positive. We put more bodies forward. Um, and Jamalo did change the game for me. I think he made a massive impact. He could be the the player that we need in that attacking threat. He might be the missing piece that can sort of speed up the play and he can be that mobile striker that can sort of run in behind and he could be the missing piece. So hopefully, fingers crossed. That, that in-behind thing, I think, is massive because teams can easily... They know that we're not going to run in behind, right? So the, the, they can play a bit higher... Right, and that and, and that then moves everyone forward, doesn't it? So it means when it, you've got playing against a pressing team, it, it benefits them because they're all further forward because they know we haven't got anyone to run in behind. So when they were talking about um, about Harland, obviously you know, complete different level, but they were saying at May City they were talking about how they um, how how now they don't run, they're not running in behind as much, and I just think feel like. And when we have Jamal Lowe, he, he can make those runs and cut him behind. So it just, it means that teams have, when they're setting up against us, it just gives them something else to think about, doesn't it? Rather than thinking that Linda Dykes isn't going <laughs> to outrun the centre half. Yeah. Um, no, exactly. And so what you teach it to the kids, right? Like having space to play on the pitch. If no one's running in behind, like, like you say, they squeeze up, it just leaves us less space to play. Exactly. That. Then, I mean, if they're going to do that, whilst we've got Jamal Lowe in the side, then we're going to get joy from knocking it in behind. But then if they think, oh, we're going to sit off a bit deeper and stop that, then our you know, creative players are going to get a bit more time on the ball. So definitely adds that in. But on Reading, we all saw, we all saw the Twitter meltdown at halftime. And I can't lie, I was, I was in that same boat. I think what's most frustrating about being in that position was because it was against Reading. Like, they are dross. They're, they're yeah. awful, awful football inside. And just before they scored... I know you said we played all right in that first half. I thought we had a good 10-minute spell where we looked, you know, in control, creating a bit more. But, um, yeah, I think most QPR fans' heads were gone uh, at half-time. But, yeah, it was, the second half, much better. Good to see a bit of character, especially after Fleetwood. Um, don't know if any of you made the made the brave trip up to Fleetwood, but I feel sorry for no. people who did. Um <laughs> But yeah, it was a nice, nice little mood lifter that second half, and Jamal Lowe getting the assist like what a minute or two after coming on. It's um yeah positive, and yeah. from running in behind, like you say, like Chair actually has got something to pick out with that run. So yeah, I, I was happier with the second half, and just Lowe and Roberts saved the day really. What was the feeling like in the in the ground? Obviously, you were there with the away fans at half time. Was it a feeling of oh god? Or, or... Oh no, I wasn't the... there. I wasn't there. Uh, no, Matt. But... I was talking. Matt, Matt, what was the oh, feeling like? Um, I say yeah, hi, just sorry. pretty, just pretty flat to be honest. Um, everyone was, you know, getting themselves a beer or anything like that. You leaving their seats after forty minutes. You know, it was everyone felt it was the same old story. Really, um, I was saying throughout that first half, if we concede first, then. 
I worry because in recent yeah. games, whenever we conceded first or if you've ever conceded, our heads just drop. And when it happened, when it was 2 0, I'm thinking, listen, it's a massive, massive issue, uh, mission to to try and get something out of this. And somehow we did. We just we just looked a completely different side in the second half, just more positive. I thought Laird was excellent in the second half as well. I don't know if, if Pritchard yeah. gave him a bit more licence or or, or, or or we were just playing down that side more often. But he just felt like he gave, he just had that extra bit of oomph and he was getting forward and he was causing trouble. And the goal, obviously, the second goal came from him, the back post coming flying in. Um, mm. Duncan, you got anything to add, mate, to Reading? Um, only that oh, I'm going to sound super critical and I'll probably get a lot of hate from some, some quarters of the fan base. For me, Senny's got to do a hell of a lot better for the second goal. As a goalie, he's pushed it like he's made the initial save, but it's gone straight into the danger area anyway. Hence, while Hendrick was able just to have a little tap in. First goal, there was nothing he could have done. But for me, I feel like the second goal, he, he has that kind of in him where I feel like he doesn't always push a ball away when he makes a save, like out of the danger area, if that makes sense. Or am I being overcritical on him? I might be remembering it wrong, but I thought it took a deflection. Or did did it get saved? I don't know about the. I didn't remember there there being a deflection. I, I might be. Was no, I think yeah. it was a powerful shot, and he, I think he sort of yeah just looped, looped up in the air. I think it was going in anyway. Oh, and fair then, enough. Yeah, and then yeah, Jeff tapped it in. Tapped it in. Yeah, I thought he was offside the way he just stand, no one was marking him. Mate, I was zooming in. I was zooming in on the highlights <laughs> on my phone. I don't think he was. I think he looks like it, but he, I don't he think he was he onside. I think yeah, it's the fact that like. I, I think, think he obviously ra- he ran in, didn't he? Like he followed the ball in, whereas our defenders just stood still. So yeah, he's already yeah. that like a yard or two ahead of him. So he looks offside. But I think our defenders have just gone. Oh, oh, there it goes in. But my view on Seddy is is that I mean, what he's a great keeper, one of the best in the championship. I've got no doubt about it. But I don't think he's in the great form, or certainly not in the, some of the form that he was in, sort of the start of the season, maybe, or, or certainly last season. You know, when we were when we were sort of flying with Warburton. Um, he, he, but he is a good goalie but sometimes he's just a little bit too chilled <laughs> I don't know that's my view he's yeah. just like he's not always on his yeah. toes I don't always feel like he's concentrating I don't always feel like he's fully in control it doesn't mean he can't make worldies off the back of those or you know saves because he is a good keeper he's kept us in a few games but I always feel like, <laughs> like I don't know he's just not you know in the game or something's happening he's just because he's a real chilled guy, isn't he? Like, real, like, I've got no issue with him coming out and catching balls. He can do that all day. Um, mm. But sometimes if the game's a quick pace and something coming at him really quickly, I don't know, he's not always the quickest to react. Um, I've, I've seen the links as well. I don't know if you've seen the links, boys, with some of the Premier League sides. Um, yes. I don't know if he's got, if it, I don't know whether there's that in there or whether, I'm not sure. I reckon my do- view on Senny is, like, fairly simple. It's just, he's a good shot stopper but inconsistent but then I think he's cracking with his feet I think that's yeah. what yeah, makes he is. him stand he out is. Yeah. so yeah, um, yeah he, he, enable, he enables us to play out from the back if, we, if we're choosing to do so so I, I, I'm happy with him in the championship you're not going to have someone who's brilliant at everything so I, that's a no. slight trade off but he's getting the links for a reason how much do you think that if we if he was to go in the summer, how much realistically do you think we could get for him? Dunk. <laughs> oh, see, we had this chat in our group chat the other day, and I got slated because <laughs> because I said for me, 
I, I think anything between five to eight million for us for Senny is great business. And I feel like that would give us money to reinvest in another younger keeper to then do the same thing, play and then sell on, which is, which is what we need to be, be doing. But obviously, yeah. someone else in our group chat thought I was like off my head. He's like they they reckon two to three million. I'm back max. to earth. Was his yeah. was his words? <laughs> my mine was um, uh, if he's under contract, I'm just having a little look now when his contract runs out. I, I would say so. He's got another year, year and a half, eighteen months. Not long, is it? And is he keeper? Too long. Yeah. He's a keeper long, as but... well. Keepers don't go for big money, mate. I mean, unless oh. they're young and unbelievable. Like he's what is he? Twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, I think 28 years. 28? You think he's younger, don't you? It's not yeah, old for a keeper. Yeah, he does look younger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'll, I'll say, if we renew for another year, I reckon three to five million. But if it, if it's a year, I reckon probably get about two, which is a shame, but... It also uh, depends on circumstance, yeah. doesn't it? Like, if a, like say, I know if Everton are looking at um, Pickford's situation because he's not signed a new deal or anything, they would then be desperate for another goalie because their number one's gone. They yeah. would then have to splash a bit more cash. Depends if, what it's team, if, it's a, if it's a team that's just going, oh, we need a number two, they're not going to pay more than four or five million for a number two, are they? That's, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And with all due respect yeah. to Senny, I can't see him going and being a starting keeper on a Premier League side, at least a, or definitely not. Um, one that's not going to be in a relegation battle so yeah good, good keeper though and like one of the best in the championship I just think that if he's going to kick on a bit and he's going to try and get these prem moves which he might do as a number two he probably needs to just I don't know just his concentration needs to be a bit better and, and like Doug said he does sometimes save and he, like it's, it's I don't know it just feels like he could have done better but I mean we're, you know we're not goalkeeper experts are we but um, yeah. but I'll, I'll tell you one person I did want to talk about and um I don't know what your boys thought of is, is Luke Amos. He's missing again, uh, injured again. He's had a really, really torrid year, hasn't it? Well, season so far. I'm not his greatest fan, personally. I just I'm not sure what he offers on a football pitch. Apart yeah. from I know, I know he high energy, I get that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm it's frustrating because there could have been a player in there maybe a year or two ago, but I'm wondering whether. I don't know whether there's much better players in the team and whether he's going to get a, you know, I'd like to see Richards more. I don't know. Yeah. What do you boys think? No, I've got I think Richards out. can be. Go yeah. on, mate. No, I think Richards would be a good addition if he gets more game time. I think um, he's, he is good on the ball technically, Richards. I think with Amos, like to be fair, towards the end of last season, he's one of our best players, the bad form that we had. But for me, he's a bit weak in midfield. Um, he's a bit slow getting across in midfield. Those are the two things I would say. And the thing is, he's, he's too injury prone. And we can't have a player like that, um, you know, to have for two, two, three more years. We need, we need someone else in there. But, um, yeah, I think he's just a little bit weak in midfield. And I think we need someone, someone different there. best position as well. Like is, he, like, is he at number eight? Is that his position? Is that where he's best at number eight? Or is he best up top? Chasing, I don't know. Nah, don't not know. up top. I think he looks when when he gets pushed too far forward. Yeah, I don't like him. A little bit lost. Looks a little bit lost. But I, I was good. Go on, Harry. Sorry. Yeah. So I put a tweet out earlier about young players having injuries. Like it's just gutting for him. And obviously, he actually was playing a bit for Spurs at like eighteen, nineteen, ruptured his ACL, 
Then he's come to us on loan. He did all right. You see a bit of potential. He's come in, done his ACL again. And then, well, I think it was the other one. So he's done both his knees and he keeps getting all these injuries. So it's a proper shame for him. But I, I was I was hopeful at the beginning of this season that he could have been that like forward thinking eight that Bill was trying to use. Because what he is good at um, is breaking lines, with, with even whether it's driving or running. Like Remember that goal against Reading he scored last season where well, he could have had a few just driving from midfield. But his all-round midfield game isn't that good. Like he, he don't really get on the ball, pick a pass. So drive with the yeah. ball though, does he? It's, it doesn't. It, 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 I mean, the runs are great, and, and yeah, nah, he, he did a bit, but he doesn't anymore. Oh, I'm sure no. of it. He doesn't for me, anymore. <laughs> sorry, for me, he's a bit like it's him and George Thomas are just like a conundrum. I don't really know what they offer on a football pitch. Like yeah, Amos, George Thomas, he, like he's not Amos George is Thomas a, is not been... a Sam Field. He, he can't. He's not a holding midfielder. He's not an attacking midfielder like Chair or Willock. And I wouldn't say he's a box to box really. He hasn't necessarily got the engine that someone like Tim has. I honestly don't know what he offers when he plays over anyone else we've got in the squad. No, I think he was a Warburton man, wasn't he? I think Warburton loved him, and Warburton believed in him. And I think he got. He seemed to thrive a little bit under Warburton, you know, and whatever, but I, I kind of feel like Beal wasn't really as massive, as, wasn't his biggest fan. And I, I, don't, I don't know, with injuries, I just, yeah, I'm not too sure. Uh, what yeah, I'd say now I agree with Dunk, but it's a shame because before I could have seen something there, but now I'm not really sure what he offers. And it's a, uh, it's a waste of having him in the squad, really, if he's going to keep getting these injuries, waste of wages, yeah. so... He's you got, need to get someone yeah. else in, don't you? If you've got yeah. someone like that, you you kind of have to bring someone else in as well, don't you? To kind of just in case, or yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a bit frustrating, but anyway, transfer. We still, what are we on the nineteenth? We've still got what nine, ten days left. Shadupu out. I saw the like, last week or so. Shadipo. You always call him Shadupu, mate. Always. Shadipo, whatever he's called. <laughs> Mido. I think yeah, um, I think that could be it for him now, surely, because <laughs> his contract's yeah, out in the summer. Is he like twenty five now? 25, 25 26? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, at that age, he's got to be he's got to be playing somewhere he can get regular football. He's not going to get a QPR. You know, he's been at the club for years. He's had many loans, and I think he should know now that QPR is not his club for regular football, and he's got to go somewhere where he can. You know what he'll okay. do? He'll go to Lincoln and he'll have, it'll be brilliant and he'll score loads of goals and he'll come back in the summer and we'll give him we'll another year's back. contract. <laughs> no, this is the problem, isn't it? Because we loan all these players out to lower leagues and they look good. They come back and get a big contract or like a longer contract. Don't do anything for us. We've got so many examples. Like I, What annoys me the most on, on like Twitter and stuff is fans saying his old um, Paul Smith at Lake Norian. And like, oh, he's tearing it up for them. He's so good. Why do we let him go? I'm like, but look at the level he's playing in. That's why he looks good. Like, he couldn't cut it for us. I just think P players have certain levels and a lot of our fringe players are League One at best, absolute yeah. best. And they, like, we need to be picking up players that are top-end League One or, like, with the aspirations of being young to play up into the Championship. Yeah. Did that last on the last pod? We don't do that enough at the moment. I don't know where that's gone, but we don't. We're not bringing in those League One players, are we? Or those, you know, those young players. It's kind of tailed off a little bit, hasn't it? It's yeah. like, like we signed Dizel, all thinking Dizel's going to make the step up. 
and he'd be a decent mm. championship player. He's got, yeah. like, for me, I still think he's got something about him over, say, like an Amos, but he's just got so inconsistent with it. Every so often you think, oh, there you go. This, this is what yeah. Dizel Officer brings to the team. Like, he's, he looks really, like, good today. And the next two or three games, you just think, has he even touched the ball? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. He's good on the ball, though. He can pick a pass. And, and some, like you say, some games, he looks really good, doesn't he? High energy, he'll get the ball, he'll play it. Um, he'll make a worldy pass. But then some games, like you say, at halftime, you're like, I didn't even know he was playing. Yeah. Which is not the quite When he's that, when, when you've got someone like that, if he's not on the ball, he doesn't offer anything, does he? Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I agree. And what, what about any, any, do we think anything else? Anyone else coming in? Do you think anyone else will go out? Um, I'd still like to see us sign like a versatile defender that can play like left back or right back just as an additional cover. Yeah. Because obviously, when, when Nico, Nico played, against Fleetwood the other day like it was just that's just horrendous like we need someone who can actually play left back yeah yeah, yeah. it's true a left back and I I think maybe maybe an actual wide player um, but it's not priority because Roberts Willock and Chair can do it and Richards but it's not where they all want to play um, which obviously is a bit tough with the formation that we're going to be Going and playing, but I would have loved Ebuwe. He's just gone to Hull. I think that would have been yeah. really oh, a bit idea, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did any of you picture the scene? All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Watch it, uh, watching versus us last season. Killed us. He killed us. Unbelievable. He's such a good player. Um, but I, I don't know who else is out there for that position because I know Critchley had bowler at um, Blackpool. I think he likes to have his wingers uh, cutting in, so right uh, the right-sided player being left-footed like bowler and like Chair or Willock on the left. Um, but I can't. I, there's not really any obvious options who are available for a loan or on a cheap deal, which is obviously the market we're in. So it's it's tough. I, I do feel for the guys that, who are having to recruit in this market with our current financial situation. We can't even get any more loans in now, can we? Well, exactly, which means we can't oh, really we use that. We've got yeah, our loan quotas used there. up, isn't it? So We've got five yeah. now, and that means that we, we're not going to waste a loan on a backup left or right back, so it means that someone's got to come in on a free, or, which yeah, makes it no. difficult, doesn't it? Or we buy someone and we're not going to buy a left or a backup left or right back, are we? No. No. I mean, Salter can play left back, Hardy. I suppose that if we need him to. But yeah. And I think Laird can play there as well. Laird needs to cover that. I think Kakai's cover that, 
We've got enough cover there for the season, as long yeah. as Powell's not out, doesn't get like a season-ending injury. Oh, they're in luck. Yeah. If it's just someone to come in for the odd game because he's suspended or got a knock, we I reckon we've got the depth to cover it. And it's probably a position in the summer we need to really look at getting a free agent in. But like I think, like um, Harry said, we definitely need someone else, like a wide, another wide man. Yeah. Matt, what do you think on outgoings? Anyone, anyone else? Obviously, Bond's gone as well. Is there anyone else we think we might load out? Or yeah, I mean, with Bond, I don't know how much you know of the wages we could get. We're gonna get, you know, how much money we get it from him. It's, it's, you know, with the likes of George Thomas, I don't know mm. if he's gonna get a loan or. But again, I think, like we said, I think he's a bit of a waste of time in the squad. Nico might get a loan, but. If he gets alone, he might get called back. It's it's a tricky situation. I think none of these players are going to go now. They might go in the summer, but I don't see any major outgoings for me. I might see a few loans, but no players that will go to another team and then we'll have to try and buy someone with that. I don't, I don't see it. I was I went to I was playing football yesterday. There was a Reading fan there. Funnily enough, I actually thought we should keep it off because he had the kit on. So I went over to sort of give him a high five or whatever. It turned out to be a Reading fan. <laughs> anyway, we went to the game on Saturday, and he um and he said to me, he goes, I looked at your team, and I we were like, this is going to be like it's ridiculous. I did obviously you know, but you don't really know, do you? When other oppositions like you know their squad and stuff, but when it, you see it. And he's like, you know, Jamal Lowe, like Dykes, you know, Willock, Chair. Obviously, they don't watch them every week, do they? So, but on paper, Tyler Robinson is like, what the hell? This is like ridiculous. But to us, we don't see it like that. But it's mad how, like, when you look at it, when you think about it, that's like a mad five, isn't it, really? That that should be doing a lot of damage in my eyes. Or if you if a, if a manager can get that going, I don't know how, and obviously, I, you know, or I don't know, if you, you know, you get your Willocks on form, you, you know, get Chair. Yeah. Contributing a bit more goals and assists wise, you get lot Dykes a few more goals out of Dykes. You know, you get Tyler Roberts going. Jamal Lowe's going to be quality. Mate, that should that should do some damage, right, in this league. Yeah, but the problem was, like you said, that's on paper, and paper is not form. <laughs> and no, I know. Like, all yeah. five of them, literally, like, are when you say are out of form. I know Rob Roberts got his goals. Like Lowe looked like sharp when he came on, but he hasn't played a lot of football for Bournemouth this season. So it's going to take him a few games to really get into his stride. Willock and Dykes, their form is just they're like non-existent at the minute. Like Dykes has got no competition, so he knows he's going to start every game. So he, like, if he drops an absolute stinker, he's not realistically going to get dropped because no one else yeah. is there to take his place. And um, and I was reading online about Jamal Lowe as, as when he's up front, you know, as a number nine, he's not great. He's better on the wing, cutting in and, and, and getting. So I, I don't know. Obviously, we'd have to see him. But I, do you think he's been brought in as a more of a winger, or do you think he's been brought in as a number nine? Um, top with Dykes, off of Dykes. Yeah, yeah. I think Dykes needs that. He needs a striker that can sort of he can header on, and then someone can run in behind or and that. So I think that's something we do need for him. But we'll see, we'll see. Someone's got to be dropped, right? You can't play all of them. So someone's going to be sitting out. We, uh, you know, and we, at the moment you'd have to say probably will it, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what is what the plans are for Swansea, but I don't know. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I think obviously Critchley likes to play with more of a wide, like attacking free, doesn't he? 
whereas Beal wanted Chair and Willett quite central. He kind of played those narrow number 10s behind Dykes. I think that's like why we've got low in, is that Critchley wants to play a bit wider in that front three. So I feel like it's definitely going to be Willock being dropped. I think if low starts, I think it's Willock being dropped. I, I don't really, I do like it, but I feel like we're not getting the best out of Tim in this formation either. I feel like when he, we've moved him back as a number six, I kind of don't feel like he is a number six. I know he got brought in as that right at the start, but I, can't, I feel like him driving forward out of mid, from midfield is kind of what was good about him. Him just sitting back and being a CDM, a CDM with um He is field. too deep. He's too yeah. deep. He can't influence games. And I, I, but I get why, because you want to get that extra forward on, you know, the Roberts or the chair, you want to get them involved, but you, you kind of lose him, don't you? So I, I don't know where he fits in this formation. I think, Critchley, when Steph comes back as well, you've got the two Salters back, you've got Balogun coming back. He, some big decisions to make, really. I don't know whether there's a formation change in there. What do you reckon we'll go with, Dunk? What, do you think we'll play 4-3-3? Three, three? Well, Critchley seems to play this 4-2-3-1, doesn't he? Like It's almost... like I, So I don't know. He seems to want to get attacking players on the pitch, which is fine. But like Ben said, like it means dropping Tim back into that midfield too, and it just doesn't seem to work for me. I feel like we missed, like you lose the best parts of Tim's game. But then if you go four three three, who at the at that front five we've just been talking about? Who there's two then not being not starting. So you yeah. like who's yeah. the front? Who's the yeah. three going to be? And then it's will the other two be like how much impact will they give us off the bench? Obviously, Lowe came on against Reading and made an immediate impact, but he was up for it. Like someone like Roberts, if he suddenly now gets dropped after scoring two goals, he's going to be like, "Well, hang on, I've scored two at the weekend. Why am I now on the bench?" Mm. Like, yeah. I feel like I feel like Critchie's got a tough like, few decisions to make for this game against Swansea to see actually what formation he goes with and who from those five actually one of them is not going to start and it'd be interesting to see which one that is yeah matt yeah what do you reckon i've got I've, i think i've got an idea of how he's going to play but i haven't got a crystal crystal ball but yeah <laughs> no i have read i've had some way that he likes doing a 4-4-2 as well but again that doesn't suit it might suit low and dykes together i don't know because he can be that striker next to him but for the likes of tim and sam they're just they were too close together. I prefer Tim going more forward. So it's a bit of a dilemma. Uh, but to touch on Lowe, I think I think he's going to play for the rest of the season, for most of the games anyway. I think he's been assured of starting most games for being brought in quite desperately, really. Um, so I'm sure he'll play. And we can only hope Robertson stay fit. If he can stay fit, you know, on his day, he's a quality player. Um, with Willock, he's not the same player. Um, if he does get dropped for Swansea, I wouldn't complain. It's just, I don't know, it might be his injury, he might be sort of thinking about it at the same time, but, you know, he's he's not getting that back yet. And with Chair, yeah, I think, you know, Chair, he always puts his heart out in every game, but he, he likes Willick having a partner next to him, especially on that left-hand side, they like to play with each other. But, yeah, I think Lowe will play most games, but we'll see. We'll see. I thought Lowe played really close to Dykes when he came on. Um, so I think, you know, how you said like 4 2 3 1. I think it's going to look a bit like that with instead of having Chair in the middle, I think it will be 
low, but playing closer to Dykes and running in beyond. I think that's what he's going to go for. And then we always press as a 4-4-2 at the minute, like chair steps up with Dykes and they go together. So then Lowe's more, obviously he's a, he's played up front. I think they'll press like that. I, I think, I think that it'll go chair on the left and Roberts on the right. I, I reckon he's going to go with like a 4-2-3-1, 4-4-2 sort of thing. Um, yeah, again, he'll, I like, think he'll decide on those. It's between those two. I think you might you might do four four two, and then if that's too simple, I guess we're not we're not creating many chances. You might switch to a four two three one. So there could be a change of formation there. I mean, yeah. with the players we've kind of mentioned there, like it allows for our system to be fairly fluid because someone like Chair, Low, Roberts, even Willock, they can all kind of play anywhere along yeah. that kind of front three line. So yeah, good point. Like it gives him that little bit of flexibility. And like I said, like we're struggling for form and we're struggling to create chances. So he needs to do something to get those like chances created and taken. Yeah, he'll, I think he'll keep it. I think he'll keep the formation as it is. He'll play the second half. Tier. I think that what Jamal Lowe, Dykes and Chair will be. I don't know. I don't know how that will look exactly. But I can see and, and Tyler Roberts. Sorry, I think that'll be there. I think Willick will miss out. And I think he'll see how we go. But I think if we struggle on Saturday, he's going to have to look at some sort of formation change to, tr to try and get us going because we're just not going. Oh, we can't just keep going with the same formation and side every week, hoping that it will change. You know what I mean? Waiting for someone to pick up a bit of form or someone to score a wonder goal every week. Um, he's going to need to change it up. I don't know if he goes free at the back <clears throat> with the centre-backs now fit. But that, that loses another person, like Dunk said. So you kind of got two. But I don't think there's anything wrong with that, with a couple of players being on the bench. That's one thing that we have lacked massively over the last sort of yeah. two or three months is someone that can come off the bench. Look at the impact Jamal Lowe had at the weekend. You know, <laughs> and I yeah. think Lyndon Dykes can do that. I think he would be so much more effective coming off the bench on some games when defenders are sort of. Charlie Austin used to say it, didn't he? He used to like, well, you know, sometimes you can influence the game just as much off the bench when you're coming on and a, and a defender's been run ragged for sixty minutes. You're coming on fresh. You, you bit, you know, you get that extra yard that you probably wouldn't get in the first half, but you know, if you were yeah. starting, that sort of plan B as well. That plan B off the bench, you can be that person that can sort of hold up the ball pretty well, get us up the pitch a bit more if we're struggling with possession. Yeah. So, yeah, and Swansea play around, don't they? So, I don't know if that'll influence it. Swansea, they like to keep the ball, don't they? So, I don't know, yeah, whether that means Dykes will play up there as well because he runs around a lot, doesn't he? Chases. They play the same way no matter what the storyline is. I remember the away game. We lost 1-0 well in the season. They play the same way. They like yeah. to play out from the back quite slow, but they just continue to play the same way. They never change. They're a good side. They are a good yeah. side. What do we reckon then? Do we think... I think well, we've got to turn up on one game. I keep saying this every week to myself, but <laughs> one week we've got to... like We'll just tear someone apart. I know we will. I just don't know whether it will be this week. <laughs> I kind of feel like Swansea would benefit us though. I'd rather play like a Swansea than I would like one of the teams at the bottom who just sit back. I'd rather have someone have a go at us. A bit like Sheffield United, like they're a bit more open, aren't they? And it means we can mm. play a bit. It suits mm. us a bit. Um, what do you reckon? Um, I did a little bit of work this week with um, a Swansea, I think it's like a YouTube channel, and he reckons that um, Jamal Lowe is going to score too. <laughs> Tear them apart. <laughs> um, but I don't I, I don't know, like you said, like we've played well for sections of games recently and not a complete game. 
I'd love for us to just to turn up and control the game from start to finish and actually put in a dominant performance. But saying that, I think Swansea is going to be one of those games where, like they do, they play football. It should benefit us, but I don't necessarily think it will. I can really see them playing through us. And I think it's going to be quite a high-scoring game either way. Yeah, I think I think they're decent. They're going to be difficult to play against. I keep the ball well, um, but they don't let you have it either. Like I, I put a chart out a couple of days ago. Like so, only them, Burnley, and Sheffield rank within the top quartile for uh, least like um, passes per defensive action. So like they basically let teams have. The least number of passes before they get a challenge in so they they do that and also top quartile for xg so yeah, that's not even coming in with like the percentage so uh their, their possession sorry so they're going to keep the ball and then uh, when we get it they're going to be on us so i'm not i'm not super confident about controlling the game but i think that's why i think that's why low might come in handy because you know, if we're not going to have loads of the ball, we've got to make good use of it. And him running in behind, yeah, I'm I'm hopeful for that. But it's going to be a tricky game, tricky game. I think they're in a bit of a false position. I think them, Cov and Luton are my outside shouts, outside-ish shouts for the top six. So they're a decent side, but they're, they're light up top. I don't think Obafemi's going to play. I think he's his head's at least turned. I'm not sure if he's going... To Burnley, but he was out of the squad last weekend. Um, but they're, yeah, they're quite light up top. So that's... I saw Madden. I saw Madden. He's not signing a new contract there. No, so he goes not. out on a free. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of laughed at that. Oh, he's doing that. Yeah. Doing them dirty oh. thing what he did to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw what he got bid well, didn't you? I th- yeah, like you say, mate. I think that with Jamal Lowe, it gives us that in behind ball that which makes the team. The opposition not play, they can they can't afford to play so high, which we're hoping that could open open up a bit. Matt, where do you sit, mate? Season ticket holder, are you? Where do you sit in the ground? Yeah, so I sit in the lower loft, so I get a pretty decent view um, yeah. of how the play goes, and and yeah, with the game, yeah, I think it's gonna sway both sides. It might be a game or two halves again. Might be in the first half, they get one team that dominate possession, great chances, and then they sort of tire out with their pressing. And then they get the other team that do the same thing. It might be that sort of um, situation. What we must do in the first half is try and start quickly. If we can't start slow, their aim is to try and keep possession, frustrate us, try and make the crowd a bit quiet. Um, so we've got to be on the front foot straight away to to get a positive result, in my opinion. If we start slow, they get a hold of the game, then it could be a long day. That's what I fear. But with Low, he, he can make a difference if he starts. He could he can definitely press from the front. I know Chair does. Um, and Dykes does as well. So if them three start near the front, then they can press pretty well. They can press high. So if we show that high energy, then we've got a chance. But we can't let them die in possession because... We're at home. We've got to be on the front foot. So we'll see. Yep. Hopefully Steph will be back as well because I think we've missed him. We've missed a bit of experience, haven't we? Me and Doug, we were talking about it the other day. Um, yeah. Um, I think the experience is there. I'm not sure we necessarily need to bring anyone in, but with Steph coming back in and Balogun, Salter, that 
uh, Salter. That gives us a bit more experience that we've been missing over the last few weeks. Um, what about Ashley Barnes quickly? I just wanted to end with you. I've seen quite a lot of links with him. Some couple of people I've spoken to have been, would not take him some words. What do you reckon? With him, I've... Again, it goes like, as a player, I'd 100% take him. I feel like we'd really benefit from his experience and his ability. Yeah. But it's going to be a loan again, surely. And like we said, we were talking about a minute ago, all our loans are used up. So, yeah, it's way, does that it's mean way we let, we let someone big, go or we make one of those loan deals permanent? And obviously, what was it? Roberts was, what, three, four million the deal yeah, to make him permanent? Him oh, we're not going to do that. I don't know what, I know there was yeah. a similar kind of deal in place with Richards. I don't, I can't remember. What, his 600k-ish. I mean, have we seen enough from him to pay that? We're going to have to pay it in the summer, so... Is, is, was it an obligation, yeah. not like an option? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, then maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they'll pay it early and get someone like Ashley Barnes in on loan. I feel like he will score goals for us and he'll give us a lot, something different to Dykes. Yeah, I maybe he's going to cost much, but his, his wages will be massive, won't they? And just wages that we can't afford. I it don't think, be. as because I think Burnley are determined to bring another striker in, aren't they? They look like they're bidding for a couple. Um, so I think if they bring a striker, I think he'll become available. But like you say, I don't think we're going to be able to, how we're going to fit him in. And then it stops Dyke's development as well, doesn't it? I'm not, I don't know if he is going to develop anymore, but you kind of hinder that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. 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 You sort of feel that they. He could be the same sort of player to Dykes, but I think Barnes just brings a lot more. And like you yeah, say about definitely. the wages, like I say about the wages, I think you don't know, because they're just not really getting from the Premier League, so you, you don't know how their wages are like, and with us, it's going to be too much. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. All right, lads, we'll call it there. Thanks for coming on. And um, oh, let's hope we can get a result on Saturday, eh? Well, that is a flat ending. Goodness gracious. I know. That <laughs> sigh at the end. Uh, what do you reckon? Do you reckon excited. We're going to win. I've, sure. I've said it. I reckon we're going to win. I'm optimistic. We're going to, we're going to thrash someone soon. And I, I, the thing is, whenever I say we're going to thrash someone, I'm really optimistic. It, we always end up losing. Always. Mm. Yeah. 2-0 Rangers. Rangers. There you go. I'm, I'm going to go 2-1 to us. I reckon two we're one. going to get a 2-1 home win. I'm going to go 1-0. 1-0 to us. One nil. Oh, yeah. Bit more positive. Yeah. There we go. There we go. There there we, go. go. There, we can end it on that. End it on end that. It on that. <laughs> right, that's thanks for coming on. Have a great rest of the evening and um, up the hours. You was. You was. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.